Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, I'm Max. This week in the basement, we are back in the Gospel of John, John chapter 12. And in this text, I love this because Jesus brings up this biblical theme of light and darkness. But the way he walks through light and darkness and the way he sort of challenges the crowd that he's with is really helpful in understanding why this theme is used so much and why Jesus is referred to as the light. Uh, So let's read it and let's talk about it. And before we jump in, just remember that We just came out of this conversation, or Jesus is still sort of in the midst of uh, this conversation that spurred from some Greeks who went to Philip because Philip has a Greek name. They were seeking an audience with Jesus, and Jesus basically lays out the gospel through a picture of wheat uh, and a grain of of wheat falling to the ground. It has to die to spring forth life. He brings up his troubled soul, uh, which was fun. I got to preach on that this weekend, uh, the wrath of God, sort of the cup and how the wrath of God is the separation from God. And that's what was deeply troubling Jesus. Um, I was preaching out of Mark 14, but sort of the same, same, we're getting a, a, a taste of sort of that trouble that he is experiencing and that he experiences really throughout this week that we're in. But then he says, what, like, what should I say that the, the father would save me from this hour, but for this purpose, I've come and father glorify your name. So this voice comes down from heaven and says, uh, I, I've, I have glorified my name and I will glorify it. Uh, And this was God, the father saying in the person of Jesus, I've glorified my name and through what you're going to do on the cross, through your death and resurrection, bringing life to all of humanity. And Jesus then says after, because everybody heard this voice, Jesus says, this voice has not come for your sake or for my sake, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And we talked about that, how how this is the cross is really the primary way how we are drawn to Jesus, um, that selfless act, and it's really embedded in us to be drawn to selflessness. Um, that, that God really knit it into the fabric of who we are, uh, that we are attracted to love, especially this true love, selfless love, right? So we go on from there. Verse 33, it says, he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever how can you say that the son of man must be lifted up? Who is the son of man? So Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. 
while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. So he, there's this, all these questions. Everyone has all these questions after he makes this statement about the gospel. Really two statements about the gospel that's confirmed by a booming voice coming down from above. God the Father, confirming what Jesus is saying. And so they have a lot of questions. They're, they're confused, right? And so in this moment of sort of mental darkness, Jesus brings up this, this theme that's all throughout scripture. We see, so from Colossians, it says that Jesus, it's through Jesus that all things were created. So we see a picture of Jesus being the vessel. And from the beginning, like what was the very first thing, if we look at Genesis 1, that was created light right light came into the earth so through jesus light came and then we see in the psalms like all throughout the psalms um actually i was uh we have a we spend time with our daughters every night try to carve out like an hour because if if we've got a crazy busy day you know and we don't have a chance to connect as a family we're going to connect we're going to do everything we can to protect that hour at the end of the day where we can laugh, have fun while we're getting ready for bed, throwing jammies on, teeth brush, pottied, all that stuff. And then we sit down and we go through either a children's Bible, a devotional, we pray with the girls, and then we spend a little bit of time worshiping Jesus together before we go to bed. And it's a really precious time that we really try to protect uh, for those of you who are um, in our life or have spent any time over at our house, you know, hey, uh, around eight o'clock, we peel away and we spend that time with our daughters. And it's very important and sacred to us. So when we spend this time with our girls, we encounter uh, a lot of different scriptures. And I love it when God lines these things up because last night, as I'm spending all day yesterday to prepare uh, this this podcast episode, what is the scripture? It's Psalms one nineteen. Your your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So again, there's that picture of it, you know you you see somebody holding up a lamp, and it illuminates the space around you. This dark space, this hard to make out space, right? And you are a light, you talking about God as the light to my path. So the word, again, we've talked about this at length on, on, on this podcast, but the word is not something that we go to, to figure out what to do, how to live, but it's discovering who God is, who we are and how we relate with God. And from that, you're running with the analogy, like light comes from that, that things come into a full perspective. It's like this lamp. So we go to the word and we discover who God is. We discover who we are. And then we discover, man, this is, this is the way God created me to relate with him in the world around us. I'm made in the image of God. So this is the way he created me to look, sound, act, but we need help with that because we are living in this darkened state, this selfish state. Um, yes, I did just call you selfish, um, but I'm calling myself selfish too. Um, we live in this darkened state 
And I think a lot of times when we read this analogy, we see this confusion that the crowd has, right? Where it says the son of man must be lifted up. Who is the son of man? And it's this, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what's going on. Even when there's a booming voice coming down from heaven saying, yeah, what this guy is saying is good and true. And it's right on, man. Um, listen, and they're, they're still in the state of confusion. We see it with the disciples as well. Just to give a few more examples, we see in, in uh, Matthew, what is it? Matthew 5. It, it is in the Beatitudes. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, 14 through 16, right here. So you are the light of the world a city set on a hill. Okay, let's come back to that because that's really good. Um, so uh, we see in in the gospel that we're in right now. So John 1, it says he's the light of the world. Um, uh, I have it marked. Here we go. Uh, yes, in him was life. This is John, John 1, 4. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Again, we see this, this idea that the light again is that, is that, so darkness is the absence of light. And when light shines, darkness cannot just overtake light, right? Sometimes we see that in like horror films or whatever the darkness fights back and it overtakes the light or but that's not the way it works light shines and things are illuminated um again john 8 still in this gospel john 8 12 again jesus spoke saying i am the light of the world whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life so we see when jesus is saying you have the light with you for a little longer. He's talking about himself. In John 8, that confirms that. I am the light of the world. Follow me. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. So he's saying the light of the world is with you for a little bit longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. Now, this is that, this is, this is really interesting because I think a lot of times we think of ourselves in life, whether we believe in Jesus or not, we think of ourselves in light or, or in life as being in sort of a darkened room. But even if you walk outside and it's the middle of the night, it's hard to get to a place in the world where it is completely pitch black. There's some sort of light shining from somewhere that is illuminating the space you're in somehow, whether it's the moon, the stars, a nearby city, uh, whatever it may be, there's a little bit of light shining. And really you have to get down into a deep, dark cave. I don't know if you've ever had like a spelunking experience where you go down into a cave and you turn off the lights and it's completely black, completely black and dark. And I think maybe uh, when we see this picture of darkness, walking in darkness, what does that look like? It's this confusion. And I think all of us has, have 
experience this confusion where we don't know what to do next, where to go. You could say as far as a life path that sometimes we feel like we're in darkness. Like, I don't know these choices that are in front of me. I don't know what to do. You know, you get out of high school and you're like, what do I do next? Like the whole world is in front of me. And even though it seems like a bright future, you feel like you're in the dark, right? Where do I go? It, that goes back to the Psalms 119. The word is a light, a lamp on my, for my feet and you are a light unto my path. So Jesus is saying he can illuminate those dark places. As you relate with me, learn who I am, I will bring clarity. The Bible even talks about this uh, enlightenment, that when the Holy Spirit comes in, that we are enlightened. And these, these things that didn't make sense before make sense. But I think it's important to remember and notice that it says, so Jesus says, Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. So there's obviously this state that we could be in where darkness fully overtakes us. So I'm not doing some weird Christian flex because I feel like when people say I've been to Israel, it's like, oh, man, uh, you've been to Israel. Big whoop. But... um, (laughs) I did get the opportunity, very blessed to get to go to Israel. I know not everybody has that opportunity. If you ever get that opportunity, man, take it. It's pretty incredible. But while I was in Israel um, and, and spending some time there, we went to, it was this blind theater, Um, not theater for the blind, but it was run by people who can't see for whatever reason. Um, They were blind people. So they had put on this restaurant, um, one of those like blackout restaurants where you go in and the point of this thing is you go into basically this dome, this capsule where they have basically shut out any light whatsoever. You cannot see a thing. And the point of these restaurants is to eliminate one of your senses to heighten all the others. So of course, to heighten uh, touch. Touch is very important because texture is very important in food as well as flavor and aroma. So you can you can smell the food still that heightens your smell. You can uh, feel the food. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you how I felt the food in, <laughs> in just a second. But You can feel the food in your mouth. You can feel all the textures a lot more intensely. And then the flavors come through very intensely as well. So we went and we, we went into this like blacked out room. It was crazy. I, I don't know if you guys have ever had the experience where, where it has been pitch black. You cannot see a thing. Um, and while I was in that room, I was trying to adhere to, you know, table manners, right? I was trying to use my fork and my napkin, but while I was in there in the dark that long, some people with uh, who we were with, um, I'm not going to call names cause I don't, I don't want to call anybody out, but, uh, the people we were with, some of them peeled out because it was just so intense. Like the darkness was so intense, 
But as I sat there and I got comfortable with the darkness and I started to like, just, it became normal in a sense, you know, it never became quite fully normal, but it became normal in a sense. I, I thought nobody's looking at me. Nobody can see me in the darkness. I don't have to play by the rules. I don't need my fork. I don't need my knife. I will need my napkin in a moment. And the way I ate the food, if somebody, if somebody had turned on the lights, it would have been uh, so embarrassing because I just started T- like squishing my fingers into my mashed potatoes. I know some of you guys are getting queasy now. Like I was just eating my food l- almost like an animal, right? And I was like, where else do you get to eat food like this? No one can see me. No one can see my behavior. No one can see what I'm doing in the darkness. And the reason I bring that up is because when I see Jesus saying, this. Walk in the light while the light is here, lest the darkness overtake you. The darkness overtake you. I think we have a tendency to get comfortable with the dark. I think we as human beings, when we are not walking in the light, when we are not guided by Jesus and his spirit, when we isolate ourselves, things get darker and darker and darker. When we don't have accountability in our life, things get darker. When we are not operating off of that spirit of in, uh, where the spirit comes in and enlightens our, our hearts and our minds and, and tunes us to the character of God, we get to a place where we get comfortable with the dark and we do things that are just wild. We start acting like an animal. We start living in this carnal way. We start living out of our flesh and our desires. As it says in Galatians 5, we do what we want to do, what our flesh wants to do, rather than what we were created to do, what, what, what we were created and what was healthy for us to do living in love and peace and in the light. But the remarkable thing about this picture is it doesn't stop at this place of darkness being overtaken. Jesus was about to go up on the cross and die, take on the weight of the world and the wrath of God, be separated from the Trinity of God, the Father who wills it all, the Son who carries out the will of the Father and the Holy Spirit, the delight between the two. Jesus would would experience the wrath and be separated from, from that for a moment. And from Jesus going up on the cross, dying and then raising again, we now have an opportunity to accept his free gift of grace. We get to skip the cup of wrath, right? Because Jesus took it for us. And now we can experience life filled with his spirit, empowered by him. We can live in the light. But what is this saying about us? It's saying when we walk in the light, we can become children 
of the light is what he says. He says, believe in the light while you still have the light so you may become children of the light. Children of the light. This, this brings us back to Matthew 5 where it says, uh, 14, you are in, you, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a, a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. When your life is illuminated by the person of Jesus, when your life is lit up by the lamp of the word, when, when God gives you this clarity in your life, rather than this confusion, when you are led by something that is so much more powerful, but so much more loving than you could ever imagine, and you are led in the purpose and the plans of God for the sake of love, people see that. People, it ignites other people's torch. That God wrote this great story and this great, um, this great love story, and he's made this great way for us to walk and to be children of light. Let's hear the words of Jesus today. And let's walk in the light. He's made a way for us to experience him eternally now through what he did on the cross, that there can be clarity instead of confusion, that we can see the way in front of us through the person of Christ rather than, than wander around not knowing where we're going or why we're going. He's brought a why to our life. So let's lean into Jesus. Let's lean into just gratitude for what, what he's, he's done, what he's accomplished, and how he is light. He's always been light from the beginning. Let's discover who he is. Let's, let's ask for his help in loving him and loving the people around us. And let's bring this world out of darkness and into a place of life, light, and love. Hey, I love you guys. I, I'm praying that your, your week is filled with light, uh, clarity rather than confusion. Um, let this be a blessing to you, and let's continue to meditate on the words of Jesus this week. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Looking forward to it.